And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Phone number 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. Listener on the live stream says Pete Buttigieg has a very poor stance on gun control. Found out today. Well, I'm super glad that you have joined us. Uh, because, yeah, his stance on gun control is, it is perplexing to say the least. But, you know, his stance on gun control is not necessarily why he has been in trouble. In the 3 o'clock hour today, three big stories about Pete Buttigieg over the weekend. Uh, one smallish, too big. One, uh, the Associated Press has finally caught on that he may have let some people think that his military service was more than it really was. Okay? I'm not denigrating his service. It's just that there was a lot of articles early on as he was leading up to announcing that he was going to run for president that yeah, he allowed them to take liberties with some stuff that they wrote, and he didn't correct them on it. Uh, now he's backing away from that stuff, according to the Associated Press, which we have been documenting for some time here on the program. The other thing is that... A 2017 photo, you can go take the poll on my Facebook page over this. The 2017 photo surfaced of Pete Buttigieg taking a, uh, shall we say, a glamour-esque type shot at the Holocaust Memorial in Berlin. Now, the reason that this is an issue is for many years, these Holocaust Memorials all across the world, in particular the one in Berlin, well, I should say also the one in Auschwitz, because Auschwitz has been very upset at people taking selfies at Auschwitz, but... The one in Berlin, which is, by the way, dramatic. Um, it is on my bucket list of places to visit. It is absolutely dramatic when you see it. And as a result, it makes a good Instagram photo. But they have asked that people stop taking selfies and taking photos of other people there. It's about the sacrifice of those who were there and honoring those who were there, especially in Berlin, which obviously has huge connotations. Um, and there's a photo of Pete Buttigieg, kind of like a glamour shot of him at at the Holocaust Memorial in Berlin. And some people don't like that. And like I said, the history context of that is that the memorials have asked people not take those photos. And Chasen did of Pete with the comment, uh, this guy. Uh, so that didn't really go over too well with some people. Now I have a poll on the Facebook page at facebook.com slash Casey the host on if you think the photo is in poor taste. Okay, it's up to you. You you just you decide. I have not told you uh, one way or the other. I just let you know that what Holocaust memorials have asked people to stop doing over years, and they didn't want people taking photos like this. Whether you find it offensive or not doesn't mean doesn't mean much to me. It's entirely up to you. Okay. The other thing is that Pete Buttigieg got caught fabricating, distorting, misleading, misleading. Um, people on his Douglas plan for black America. He had a list of 400 endorsers of the plan. 42% of those are white. We have learned. And many of those endorsers never actually endorsed the plan and have asked that their names be removed in response to the press inquiries about this. The booty judge campaign has said, we didn't do anything wrong and we didn't mislead anybody. Uh, in fact, we gave them numerous opportunities to opt out of having opt out of having their opt out. Uh, I feel like I'm repeating myself, opt, opt out of endorsing the plan. So <laughs> they never endorsed it, but he added their name to the list anyway, 
and said, hey, if uh, you don't like the plan, just let us know. We'll take your name off of the list. <laughs> of course, they say they never got that message, but um, that's been his big controversy over the weekend. All right, 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. Live streaming at YouTube.com slash Casey the Host and Twitch.tv slash Casey the Host. Make sure you like the photo or the video, like it, and subscribe to the channel. The Supreme Court today temporarily blocked a ruling requiring an accounting firm, Mazers USA, to hand over the president's tax returns to Congress Chief Justice John Roberts' order contains no hint about how the Supreme Court ultimately will resolve the dispute. It follows a filing by the House earlier on Monday in which the House agreed to a brief halt for the orderly filing of legal briefs while opposing any lengthy delay. Those written arguments will allow the justices to decide whether they will jump into the tussle between Congress and the president. Of course, uh, they're trying to get his tax returns, He's trying not to give up his tax returns, and this has led to a whole fight about whether or not somebody should be required to give up their tax returns when they run for president. California's done this whole thing, where, uh, which was defeated in court, by the way, that you couldn't even be on the ballot unless you turned over your tax returns. So there's a whole host of things. Now, while it is tradition to turn over your tax returns, is no way required. Uh, so people have felt that the president is hiding something, and the president says he's not, and that this is a part of an audit that he's dealing with. Regardless, it is what it is. Um, do I think it's wiser to return to release your tax return? Sure. Do I think it's necessary? No. I don't really care all that much about it, unless I find out that somebody is, of course, um, guilty of tax fraud, which has not been alleged. So the Supreme Court has put a temporary stay on that. They're going to formulate their legal arguments, present them to the court. The court will decide if they're then going to hear the case, and if they don't hear the case, of course, it sh- shifts back to the. Uh, lower courts, and then if they do hear the case, then they'll ultimately make a ruling about whether or not Congress has a right to see the president's tax returns. Or right, let's see, what do we have? Oh, Schiff, yeah. Um, House Intelligence Committee Chairman Representative Adam Schiff, Democrat, People's Republic of, of California, I almost said People's Republic of Congress, which is also technically correct, um, acted in concert with Politico to leak allegedly false information from the impeachment inquiry as part of a scheme to advance the inquisition against President Donald Trump, according to a defamation lawsuit that was filed by a senior Trump White House official today. Oh, boy. Cash Patel, who is a senior counterterrorism official in the National Security Council, filed a lawsuit in Virginia court in which he says Schiff weaponized the media to advance his impeachment agenda. Patel is a former staffer to the top Republican on the House Intelligence Committee, Representative Devin Nunez, Republican of the People's Republic of California, who later moved to the White House into the NSC to advise the president on national security and intelligence matters. Patel today filed the defamation suit in Virginia State Court against Politico's Natasha Bertrand, a reporter for the establishment media outlet Politico, again, Robert uh, Alberton, the publisher and executive chairman of the organization, all identified as defendants in the case. Patel accuses the defendants of defaming him by working with Schiff and members of his staff to disseminate false stories about him. Here's what it alleges. Defendants intentionally employed a scheme or artifice to defame Cash with the intent to undermine the president's confidence in Cash and to further Schiff's impeachment inquisition. 
Defendants acted in concert with Schiff to accomplish an unlawful purpose through unlawful means without regard for Cash's rights and interests. This is the first time that I am aware of that somebody is actually accused in a court of law, Schiff, of breaking the law. We know Schiff has broken the law. It's just that nothing ethically has happened in Congress and there hasn't been any legal repercussions. It's the first time we've seen something like this. Defendants abandoned all journalistic integrity and violated their own code of ethics in order to further the conspiracy with Schiff. Defendants did not seek truth, report truth, minimize harm, act independently, and they most certainly were not transparent. Now, in particular, Patel accuses Bertrand of writing two false stories for Politico, claiming the NSC official was feeding Trump negative information about Ukraine and misrepresenting himself as an expert on the Eastern European country to the U.S. president. Who else might be accused of misrepresenting their expertise for a nation? Would that be uh, the whistleblower? Mm Mm-hmm. The chupacabra? Oh, wait. No, that's not his name. Politico, however, refuses to retract or clarify the alleged false stories. Breitbart News reported the false information publicized about Patel by Politico and the New York Times. Wow. So there is that. Now, uh, we also have Eric Charamella. That is the Chupacabra Charlie whistleblower, whom Real Clear Politics identified as a whistleblower. I should say that. They identified him as a whistleblower. All of the evidence points to him being the whistleblower, but I digress. Um, the Open Society apparently kept Eric Charamella updated on George Soros's personal Ukraine activities. Why would the Open Society, a Soros group, why would they be sending information to the whistleblower, excuse me, alleged whistleblower, a.k.a. Charlie Eric Charamella, why would they be sending him information so he can be up to date on what George Soros is doing in the Ukraine? Highly suspicious, don't you think? Oh, but wait, there's there's more. It's like an infomercial. I've got tons more for you coming up on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I'm your host, Casey Hendrickson. So this is another true story here. Okay. I feel like I'm giving you so many of these stories that you're probably going to think that I'm making them up, and I assure you that I am not. I don't operate that way. I only endorse products that I use. This has been my MO for the entirety of my my radio career, okay? CBD lotion from allnaturalcbd.org. I was asked to test it for a week. Two days later, I came in and told the sales guy I was sold, and that was because of some neck pain that I got in the middle of the night. I have had some routine issues with my neck. There is an old injury that acts up a couple of times a year and causes me some problems. The only thing that I can do for it, short of scheduling neck surgery, is to take serious pain medication or rub this CBD lotion on it. It's the only thing that gives me any relief. And it's really a problem, for the most part, at night because I'm laying down in the bed, okay? Usually when I'm walking around... Uh, it kind of subsides and goes away, and I don't really have an issue with it until later on at night. And just the position of of how I sleep, it just causes some problems with it. So I rub this on there. But my wife has been using it for minor aches and pains also. And I just happened to notice a couple of days ago over the weekend 
Um, I smelled the lavender. Okay, I use the unscented. She uses the lavender. I happen to notice it. Sure enough, she had a bunch of pains. Then uh, she was going ahead and she was rubbing it on there just to go ahead and make, make sure that everything was okay. I also told you about the time when I was shoveling the ice because it wasn't snow. It was the plow ice that got left and blocked my car in there. That's heavy stuff. And my back was hurting a little bit. And so I put some of the CBD lotion on there. Pain went away. Okay. I was able to function throughout the day without grimacing and all of that stuff. It just works. Okay. It's a phenomenal product. It just works. And it's not drugs. That's if you don't want to sit there and take drugs and medication and things of that nature, this is a great option for you to try. Go to allnaturalcbd.org. Again, you can get 250 or 500 milligrams. There's no THC in this CBD lotion. You get a four ounce, 120 milliliter bottle. And for the 500 milligrams in lavender or unscented, it's only $19.99. And you even get 10% off with my coupon code KC10. So that is a larger bottle, higher amount of CBD. It is higher quality CBD because it's full spectrum CBD, not isolate. And it is about... Well, it's about a third of the price, uh, half of the price for some things, but about a third of the price for others. So you get this amazing lotion, and since the the weather is drying out everybody's skin right now anyway, you get some nice soothing lotion to go ahead and moisturize your skin. Go to allnaturalcbd.org, use coupon code KC10, or use that same coupon code at any local eCigWorks location. Again, allnaturalcbd.org, coupon code KC10. All right, what else do we have here? Okay, <clears throat> more stuff involving the impeachment. I, you know, I had a coworker today go, hey, call me crazy and correct me if I'm wrong, but if this were real impeachment, wouldn't they be meeting today too? Yes, yes, they would. Because <laughs> if it were really a national crisis and a national issue, yeah, they wouldn't rest uh, until it would happen. They certainly wouldn't take some days off, but, you know, hey. All right. Marie Yovanovitch. Okay, I posted about some of this on Friday and over the weekend, but this is the former ambassador to the Ukraine. She was the one who testified on Friday, and I just want to remind everybody, she was asked very specifically if she knew of the president breaking any laws or committing any crimes, and she said she did not. Okay? So that is now the three big witnesses saying that they don't have any knowledge of the president committing a crime. Which means there is no impeachment. For the record. But the president tweeted mean things about her. Okay. It's not witness intimidation when he tweets out mean things when she is sitting there in the council. Do you know how she even knew that the president tweeted about her? How could it be witness intimidation if the witness doesn't know? How? Anybody remember? You remember how she knew that the president tweeted about her? Because Adam Schiff was dumb enough to stop the hearing and read the tweets to her and ask for her to respond, which means the president derailed the entire hearing and was able to have his voice heard in there. And as many people pointed out, you know, the president was just answering the question that they were asking her. Why did the president fire you? So the president tweeted out everywhere she went was a disaster. (laughs) So I got rid of her (laughs) was basically it. Anyway. Uh, She was fired before President Trump's Trump call with Ukrainian President Zelensky, but she performed well in her basement star star chamber audition, so she made it to the main stage on Friday. For the record, she got caught lying when she was doing the basement hearing. She got busted lying, and she got busted lying again. But we'll get to that, okay? We'll get to that. 
Marie Ivanovich, as for events during my tenure in Ukraine, I want to reiterate first the allegation that I disseminated and do not prosecute a do not prosecute list was a fabrication. Mr. Lushenko, the former Ukrainian prosecutor general who made that allegation, has acknowledged that that list never existed. That is what she testified to at the hearing on Friday. The problem is, is that Lushenko denies that he ever retracted that allegation, according to an investigation by journalist John Solomon and the New York Times. So John Solomon, remember, works for The Hill. The New York Times is a liberal paper. John Solomon's a more centrist, right-leaning guy. So Marie Ivanovich testifies on Friday that Lushenko retracted his allegation that she disseminated a do-not-prosecute list. Except Lushenko denies that. The New York Times has confirmed that he denies ever doing that. And TheHill.com has confirmed that he denies ever doing that. So she lied. But that wasn't the only lie. Keep in mind, she lied in the first hearing, in the basement hearing. But now she lied again. Former Ambassador Marie Ivanovich told two very different stories about her previous communications with the Obama administration regarding Burisma and Hunter Biden. In her opening statement before the House impeachment hearing on Friday, Yovanovitch said, and I quote, Although I have met former Vice President Joe Biden several times over the course of our many years in government service, neither he nor the previous administration, that would be the Obama administration, ever raised the issue of either Burisma or Hunter Biden with me. Now, those of you who've been listening to this program know that that's already problematic because of previous reporting, but let's just follow her down the rabbit hole here. So she says that neither Joe Biden nor the Obama administration ever mentioned Burisma or Hunter Biden with her as potentially being a problem. However, Representative Stefanik uh, finally made it past Chairman Adam Schiff. Stefanik asked Yovanovitch about her previous deposition testimony where she detailed exactly how the Obama State Department had prepared her to handle the issues of Burisma and Hunter Biden during her Senate confirmation hearing. Quote, the first time you personally became aware of Burisma was actually when you were being prepared by the Obama State Department for your Senate confirmation hearings. And this was in the form of practice questions and answers, Stefanik said, is uh, this was your deposition and you testified in this particular practice Q&A with the Obama State Department. It wasn't just generally about Burisma and corruption. It was specifically about Hunter Biden and Burisma. Is that correct? Yovanovitch answered, yes, it is. So Yovanovitch either lied in her opening statement when she said the Obama administration never brought Hunter Biden or Burisma up to her. Or she was lying when she answered Representative Stefanik when she said the Obama administration prepped you for your confirmation hearing specifically with questions about Hunter Biden and Burisma. So she lied once in the basement hearings that we know of and twice that we're aware of right now in the hearing on Friday. That's not a good look if you're trying to impeach the president. For your witnesses to say, we're not aware of any criminal activity, and for one of your witnesses to be a repetitive liar while testifying in these hearings. There's other issues with Ivanovich too, but I'm not going to bore you with the details. We've done it in the past. It's no sense in bringing it up anymore. Anyway, 574-2595-953. Oh, for the record, uh, Democrats on the House Intelligence Committee also released a transcript 
from National Security Council official Tim Morrison. The problem is, is they didn't release the full transcript and they intentionally left out exculpatory information and they got busted. Yeah, exactly. That's how you know it's a shift show, ladies and gentlemen. And that's why it's not serious and that's why they're not meeting today about all of this. We've got more coming up on Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel.